And now it's time for Frederick County Sports Weekend, a talk around the Frederick sports scene with your host, Steve Nibbs. Good morning, everyone, and welcome to the Frederick County Weekend Sports Show here on 930 WFMD, where we get a chance to talk to coaches and athletes here in the Frederick area. I'm Steve Nibbs, and along with Tim Amercom, we get to talk with the head football coach at Tuscarora High School, Mr. Curtis Belcher, as we continue our preview of the high school football season. Coach, welcome, and it's always uh, good and enjoy chatting with you about football. Guys, thanks for the opportunity. I appreciate it. I look forward to this and talking to a couple other coaches is always a good time. Indeed it is. And so, Curtis, you had a, uh, a definitely a different journey as far as being a head coach. You came in right during the pandemic. Uh, you had a all kind of uh, regulations you had to follow, and you got practices a little here. You got a mini season. Last year being your first full year with your kids and a tough year wins and loss. Why? But I know that I had to feel good to get into a routine. What did you take away from last season? So last year was really, I mean, it was, we didn't get to recruit in the hallways and, and the schools like we wanted to the, the spring and, and even summer going ahead to last year. What I'm really proud of is the culture of the young men started of accountability uh, of, of being good people, doing community service. And we've seen that carry over from last season. We got right into the weight room that first week in December, and we've been running ever since. We've got almost 30 more young men in the program than we had last year. Um, we, you know, we do our, our tightness assistance program where we check grades throughout the school year. We work with a couple local elementary schools um, during the year. I mean, we just had a great year in terms of culture and being in the weight room. And now at our weight room workouts, we've got 50 to five to 60 kids at every workout. And then we, you know, we still have a lot of young men that, that have jobs and, you know, some of them even can take a vacation. Not a lot of them, but some of them can. <laughs> okay. So we're, we're really, really excited about where we're going to be, particularly culture wise, because the kids, we did a lot of recruiting as our coaches, like my JV coach, Kevin Orsini did a great job going to middle schools, but our young men recruited the hallways hard. And to me, that's a testament of, that they really believe in what we're doing. Indeed, and that's that's something I know makes you very proud, uh, Coach, and, and, and why the optimism is there. What returners, offense, defense return, what kind of situation are you? do you have, and what are some expectations for this year's squad? So I say we have a returning quarterback, and we do. His name's Cole Gormont. But Cole only got to play three games last year. We ended up using four different quarterbacks last year because of injuries and health situations. Um, extremely smart young man. We returned Drew Tucker, who's going to be a three-year starter. He's going to be a, uh, a jack-of-all-trades for us, tight end, H-back, running back. We returned six guys who were sophomores last year. Um, they, got, they were starters on varsity. And you Noah Allo, Cohen Burdett, Chris Carlini, John Enoch, Donovan Quinn, Jonah Coleman. We have six different guys that got significant time at offensive line. Um, Owen Stuff, who's going to be a collegiate football player next year, looks like a Division II scholarship guy. Uh, Eod Bettis, Connor Wingberg, who's 6'5", 295. Um, Cam Delaney's a returner. Um, Dennis Waters is a young man who didn't play last year. He'll be a defensive lineman for us. It looks like an offense. We've got you know, 11 guys that got significant retur- uh, playing time returning. But if you said starters, I would say eight of them were true starters. Defensively, it's about the same eight, and a lot of them are those sophomore guys. Like 
John Enoch last year was an outside linebacker for us as a sophomore, still come away at 145 pounds. He literally texted me last night that, you know, his picture, 172 pounds after workouts, and he's probably our fastest young man in the program, and he's put on almost 30 pounds because he, he wants to just be great. Um, Antonio Kisner is a young man, he's a senior for us, who's hurt almost all last year. He's up to 210 pounds. He'll be a starting linebacker for us. Um, you know, Chris Carlini's WR starting safety, Cohen Burdett. If you follow Frederick County Athletics, you know this young man. Yeah. Um, great wrestler, outstanding lacrosse player, tough kid. Like, he didn't get to play that freshman year of football because he he didn't basically – he rolled over an ATV on his lower leg Ooh. right before the season started. So he didn't get to play, and, and we had that that spring season, that lacrosse season right after football, and he played that whole season as a freshman on varsity. Didn't miss a game. So you want to talk about toughness. We've got a young man who's going to be up on varsity as a, as a sophomore who came up the end of the year last last year for us named Davin Cruz. And we got a couple new young uh, new guys that haven't played football we're recruiting that are really good athletes. I'm just excited. Like Graydon Kiss is a returner for us, 6'1", 200-pound receiver. Um, you know, the, the, we got a lot of – we have a young man, Alex Cofield, who's moved here from Virginia. He's going to be a receiver in a corner for us, you know, 5'11", 180. Outstanding young man. I mean, we, we've got some guys that are returning, that have got experience. Now we've just got to put that weight room work and that experience back. And really now we've got to be judged on what we produce. Not to say we're good job. It's got to be we've got to now produce. Indeed, coaches. But it sounds like you've got the, the building blocks ready to roll. <laughs> I hope so. You know, I, I really love – I coached in Montgomery County for a long time, and I'm proud of being there. But I, I'm going to say this again. Frederick County is the best public high school football in the state of Maryland. And that's because of the youth feeder program. And that's because of the high school coaches and the time invested by the young men and their families and the coaches. And you know what? You've got to be damn good and you've got to be prepared and you've got to be coached up to succeed in this league. And I'd rather, I'd rather take an L against a good team because they are better prepared than play a lesser schedule and go somewhere else and just get a W just so you can say you get a W. Cause that doesn't teach our young men life lessons. That doesn't teach them how to be successful. You need to challenge yourself and be uncomfortable if you're going to be the best you can be. For you, uh, looking at your resume, and you mentioned your time spent down there in Montgomery County, and then you transitioned up here to Frederick County, and you know most of your experience has been as an assistant coach, and then you come in, uh, you get the head coaching job, and you're kind of thrown into the eye of the storm, so to speak, with COVID and everything. Let, I want you to talk a little bit about that transition to being a head coach because I know that's not an easy one and I'm just curious to hear like your perspective on what that's been like. So being a head football coach is different than anything else that I've done but luckily I've got 15, 16 years being a head lacrosse coach but it's not the same. It's not. And then when you get the job during COVID and our first practices are in a parking lot in February trying to get a staff together you know, luckily, I'm an old guy, and I've coached. You see my resume. I've coached a lot of places. And at one point, we had 13 coaches ready to go. And then this county started, and this county started back up. And then they weren't allowed to coach out of county, and they weren't allowed to go outside. So we we were bouncing around. So that first year, I mean, we were, had some practice at Urbana, some practice on our field. Like I said, some in our literally were in our parking lot. And you had no relationship-building time in the schools with the kids. Your your time was 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 minimal. And – my coaching style, look, I'm going to I'm gonna coach you hard and I'm going to hold you accountable, but I'm going to love you and tell you I love you. And I'm going to make sure when you have, you need something, you come see me in my room, let's hang out, let's text, whatever, let's get it done because that's what that's what real relationships are. And 
that that this is the first offseason we got to have that, and that's been great. If you want to ask the difference in the transition, it's not coaching the young men. Coaching students and teaching students, to me, you know, as long as you actually listen and adapt with them, to me, that's what I love to do. The hardest part has been coaching more men, getting qualified, quality people and keeping them, and then making sure we're all on the same page. That's actually harder so far than getting the kids on board. This year, we've got an excellent staff. I'm very proud of our staff, all the work and time they've put in. But if you ask me the, the biggest difference, it's getting all the men to go in the same direction. So if you go all those coaches in the same direction, then you get the kids going the same direction. So that's been the big that's been the biggest difference here. Yeah, and that and that's a great point because you know you're talking about building culture uh, in your program, and like you said, you know you have to have the kids on board, but you have to have a good core group of coaches on board as well. And sometimes in that coaching staff, less is more. You know, there's yeah. some coaching staffs have a bunch of guys out there, and sometimes uh, too many, uh, too many. I, what is that saying about too many chefs spoil the soup, so to speak? Right, right. And you're right. And you know, when we had that first COVID year, when we went February to April, I was just struggling to get guys. What, what I made, I made the decision. Look, I have a lot of people to to counsel me that I've kept in touch with, like. Coach Rich Bader, who was one of my position coaches at Towson when I played there, I spoke with him. Uh, I spoke with Coach Polis at Walkersville. He was one of my first coaches. I spoke with Coach Connor Linganor. Um, you know, I spoke with one of my high school coaches and teachers, Mike Riley. Um, and that was what they all, they all said that very similarly. And so what I started looking for when I was interviewing and talking to people was, you know what, the football resume is nice, but how about you get good men, good people, good people of character who believe in what we're doing? And then, you know what? We, we decide how we're going to do things, and we get on board that way and onboard people that way. So we've got 10 coaches in our whole program from top to bottom, including JV. Some some teams will have more, but I'll tell you right now, I'm really – I could walk in and with these, these men beside me one by one and be proud of the men they are. And if I can walk through – because I live in the Tuscarora community. My sons graduated from Tuscarora. They went to the feeder middle schools the feeder elementary school. I go to the Wawa right down here. I work at the high school. I live in a, I live a mile from here. I'm in this community every day, and I'll go anywhere with these, these coaches because they are good men, and I'm very, very proud of them. That's good, Coach. I'm, we'll see how that works out for you. Sounds good. Now, if we don't get the Ws, then you know what? It's all my fault. <laughs> there you go. The bus stops. The bus, the, the buck stops at your place. That's right, Curtis. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Okay, Coach, philosophically speaking, what, what are some of the core principles that you want to establish under your leadership as head coach of Tuscarora High School? So anytime you see us, you're going to see what looks like three pillars from, you know, the the Roman costume. And we are the Titans, so we try to fit what we do with that. Our three pillars of our program have been the same since I've taken over. They've been the same in the lacrosse program. Three pillars are this, community service, academics, leadership. So we work with our youth league. We work at food banks. We work in the elementary schools. We do, you know, whatever we can do to help our community. I mean, our community. Let's help our community be better so we can help our young men be better. Academics, you're there to be a student. First and foremost, period. That's your first job outside your family is to take care of your grades, period. End of story. And what we do is we just can't tell them to do that. We have to give them assistance. So, you know, we do our study halls during the school year. We get the National Honor Society in our school to help tutor us. We do our tight assistance program where we monitor and we follow these young men throughout the entire school year. Right now, even in summer school, we do that because academics are why they're there. 
leadership. Luckily, I, I've been involved with uh, Adam Bradley and his lead curriculum since uh, he really took it off and started when I first did it with Josh, Dr. Josh Funk from Rehab to Reform and Lax Factory. Um, so we have that curriculum. We use that as our leadership curriculum, so we get re- regular leadership. We can't just say we're going to do things with these young men. What we do is we have to actually give them the tools to be successful with it. So that's why we do it. That's what we're based on. You'll see it on our, our clothing. You'll see it on our whatever we have. You'll see those three pillars. Because if we do those three things and we're doing those three things right, that will filter over new and football things correctly. Coach, um, looking at you and the years you've spent, uh, has there ever been a thought about going to the next level? Uh, or are you satisfied and, and uh, have found your niche uh, at the high school level? So you're right. If you look what I did, um, my college career got ended early. Right. They have a walk up beside me. I got a big old scar that goes from ear to ear. I had a pretty significant weightlifting accident when, during my playing days at Towson State University. I'm so old, it was Towson State, not just Towson. Yes, I recall. Um, <laughs> um, but that got me started into coaching, and I'm very, very thankful for that. And from there, I coached junior college and semi-pro. And as I started my career in the public schools and the high schools, I had conversations with a couple coaches about possibly going to the college route at that time, right around 99, 98, 99, 2000. Well, my second son was born in 2000. And, you know, when you work in education, you don't like make hardly any money. But the one thing you do have that I'm thankful for is you have good benefits and you have mm-hmm. a schedule. Even though coaches, we do ridiculous hours, you know when you're going to be home. Yeah. So when you, you make the decision, like my sons are everything. Like even when I've coached two and three sports year every year in high school. I always coached their teams when they wanted me to. And luckily they always wanted me to. Like, there, there were some football seasons where I literally coached the high school team and two youth, youth teams, too. And I'm blessed that my sons allowed me to do that. Now that my sons are now 25 and 21, you know, we sit back and talk about it. So uh, I, co- coaching at college would be phenomenal. Every spring I go up to Towson. Um, coach Ambrose there was a college teammate of mine, and he lets us sit on in spring practicing with the coaches. And, you know, I'm really comfortable doing that, and I'm blessed to do it. But you know what? I don't make a lot of money at all but what i really really believe i've done in my career and i it's by the young men that i'm still friends with i really do believe i've made a difference in some young men's lives and made our communities better so i think i'm doing what i'm supposed to do with my life and when i look back when i'm all done i think i can be very proud of, of the interactions and relationships i still have with the young men i coached i can understand that completely coach now prior to uh, the the incident at towson when you were playing was ever was coaching ever in the in your programming your plan or did it come after that so i i I thought at first i wanted to be an elementary school teacher because i did one of the things i did in high school was you know a lot of seniors will have internships and stuff so what i did is one of my teachers said you know why don't you go help out at your elementary school so i literally my elementary school was almost as close as um tuscarora elementary as the tuscarora high school it's about the same distance Rockville High School at Meta Hall Elementary, and I went and worked with my own third-grade teacher, and I was like, you know what? I'm going to be an elementary school teacher. Well, the second Coach Bader let me run some drills in a spring, <laughs> the spring after I got hurt, I was done. I was hooked. <laughs> and then the next thing I really, really, really loved was breaking down film. Some people find that tedious, but, man, just trying to figure out what's the why. Who can you who – who's your guy better than? That just got me hooked. So – did I think about when to go play? No. When you're playing, you think you're just going to keep playing forever. 
But the second, man, I got to run that drill and set it up, and you saw that they were doing what the drill was supposed to do, I was done. I've, mm-hmm. I've been done since 1992. Okay. <laughs> okay, Coach, this season's coming up. Uh, it'll be here before you know it. And kind of give us uh, an assessment of what you perceive to be your team's strengths and uh, – also, tell us about the things that concern you as you start working to get ready for the season. So, concerning is every every when you play in Frederick County, you play in the SEC. You're going to play some outstanding <laughs> athletes, and you've got just I mean you've got look at all the teams that have won state championships and have been been contenders. I mean, there that that you've got to be at your best every week. There are, there are no off weeks at all. They're just not. Um, I look at our schedule, man, and it's tough. We've got to be up every every time. My concern is if we do have a little bit of success, how are we going to deal with it, and can we do it consistently? And then if we do take a step back, which you know what, you can have a great season and and in this schedule in this area and lose three and four games by you know slim margins because of who you're playing. How are we going to deal with that adversity now when we now have put expectations, young men? What I'm looking forward to and what I think our strength is going to be. We have our young men who have been in this system now who know the language, know the expectations, and have now been in it with some experience. That's what I'm looking forward to because now they're not thinking. They're not trying to remember. They're playing. Mm-hmm. Now, can they just not play? Can they lead each other? Can they coach each other up? Can they communicate on the field? That's what I think we need to be successful. But I, I think our experience, even though we're still going to be young, we're still going to be pretty junior heavy, and even soft, have some sophomores up. But we're going to be experienced, and that's going to be our strength. How do we deal with things if we whether good or bad? How do we deal with it? You know, concerning. You know, you want me to list every school we got on our schedule? They all got some. <laughs> they're, they're all good, and they're all well coached, and they all have good youth feeder program. Yeah, and I love that point about adversity. Like because. And we've, we, me and Steve talk about this a lot of, like, you know, in, in athletics, you have to get comfortable being, un, you know, being uncomfortable because, you know, teams are always ready to play and go, and you got great coaching in this county, so, and good competition. So, you know, you got to compete if you want to win in this county. 100%. And you know what? I, again, I love being an educator, but we give young, we give students chances. You can make up your test. You know what? You can redo this. Well, you know, on Friday night, you if you go for it on fourth and one and you don't get it, you don't get a second chance to do that. This is something that really sets up our young people to deal with real adversity in their life. And, you know, there's not enough chances for them to fail. and so They need to learn how to fail because you can be as successful as you want in your personal life when you're an adult. Unfortunately, everybody's going to deal with illness and everybody's going to deal with issues at work, issues at home. These things, they happen in life. And if you don't have the tools to deal with it, then you're going to struggle and not be as happy as you can be. So let's teach them how to do it. Let's figure it out with somebody they believe cares about them and so they can be successful when they get done with athletics. Because, But athletics is one of the few places before they leave high school where they're actually are going to fail and they got to figure out how to deal with it and we need to help. Indeed, they do, Coach. And unfortunately, we're we're running short on time. As you know, we could sit here for hours. I know and talk football with you, and then we'd love to do that, but we're not. So I want to wish you the very best, Curtis. You've got things moving in the right direction for Tuscarora. You got a real good opener against Middletown. That'll be a good test. But the best to you this season and beyond, and keep up doing what you're doing at Tuscarora High School. 
Well, thank you both. I appreciate it. And, you know, from from a, uh, a younger, older coach to a couple of veteran coaches, thank you for all the coaching you guys did, and thank you for doing this to keep the spotlight on these young men and women in our, in our county and what they do because I really think we have the best county in the state for athletics. I concur completely, and uh, that's that's been my – a mantra as well over the years, Curtis. So thanks again. Uh, enjoy the rest of the summer. And I know you're looking forward to August, what, 13th, 14th? August 10th. August, August 10th. 10th. There you go. You've been listening to the Ferry County Weekend Sports Show here on 930 WFMD. Along with Tim Abercrombie, I'm Steve Nibbs, and we'll see you next week. Past editions of this program are available in the audio vault at WFMD.com. Radio 930.